Hey. Oh, there we go. There we go. Yes. Good, <laughs> good evening. Hello and welcome to another episode of Banter with Jabisa and Tracy or Banter with Tracy and Jabisa. Yes, I still have to concentrate on yes, that we one. we do. Every time. Every time. Got to think really time. hard, really hard. Yep. And they went first. It's Friday, February the 1st. Can you believe it? 2019 Black History Month. Yay, Carter G. Woodson. Yes. So we have a few misconceptions about Black History Month. And we're going to clarify. That we're going to clarify, which Jamisa taught me today because I did not know. I knew that. But first of all, because I was like maybe many of you, and excuse me if I'm insulting someone who's intelligent, if you already know this, then I'm sorry. But I thought we got this holiday because it was the short, it had the fewest days in the month. But that's not it. Um, the reason that February was chosen was because it commemorates Lincoln, President Lincoln's birthday and, and um, Frederick Douglass' birthday. It was um, it started by Carter G. Woodson and the Association for the Study of Negro Life and History in 1926. It started out as one week, the, at first the second week of February, and then in 1976, under the administration of Gerald Ford, it became National Black History Month. It was I had no ideas. And so the main takeaway from this is white folks didn't give it to us. <laughs> they didn't do us no favors. I know. I remember yeah. hearing that people yeah. talk. They gave us a short month. Because I was one of the people mad about it. But, <laughs> so you don't know what you don't know. Now you know. So <laughs> share that. Because it's 2019 and there's still misconceptions. And there's still misconceptions. But it started yeah. off as Negro History Week. Yes. And then it's been changed to, although some people say African-American. But, you know, years ago, it was Jesse Jackson who changed that. You remember when he changed the term from Black to African-American and we didn't have a meeting? Uh, <laughs> no, because I was not in that. I didn't like the change. Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting. Based on um, the age of folk, you'll yeah. hear a lot of younger, um, particularly white folk, yeah. say African-American. African-American. Yeah, I remember black that. Black is black is black. Yeah, I, and I'm okay with being black. Yeah, I was, I was, I missed the meeting, so yeah, I don't know. Was there a vote? I don't know. There wasn't a vote because yeah. my vote was not taken. Yeah. Also, Dan Rather was talking about African Americans. I was like, like oh, what? What did that, what did that change? <laughs> <laughs> We're African American. What happened to black? Yeah. All right. So next we have, um, Jesus going to talk a little about B. Smith. Oh yeah. But wait, we have to go back to when we were realized oh, we were black. black. Okay. Yes. When when was your story? When did you realize? Okay, like you in our previous conversation, my parents kind of, like, I knew I was. But then there were moments where I was like, oh, yeah, but I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I think mine was my body shape. When I was in middle school, we were in Germany. My father was in the military. And uh, my, most of my friends were white. Mm-hmm. And everybody had little skinny thighs. And I had big old thighs. Mm-hmm. And I just had to come to terms with my thighs were going to be big. And I didn't have a big butt, but I had big thighs. And so um, it's like, Jabisa, you you black with big thighs and you just got to roll with it. So that was kind of my, okay, yeah, I am. And then there's been other instances where things have happened where, you know, I've said something and then a white man will come and he'll say the same thing and the customer will be like, okay, with it. I'll say, I just said those same exact words. That he said, but you're looking at me like I'm crazy, yep. but now you believe him. And they're like, okay. I was mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah. And we don't know what we're talking about. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there have been the, those moments. So, you think about 
for your listeners and maybe not black, maybe if you're Latino or Asian, you know, what, what moment in your life where you were just kind of reminded, not that you didn't know, cause clearly, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, somebody else reminded you uh, that somehow you were of not the norm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they consider that the norm. So yeah. now it's somehow or another you're not, not the norm. So we have to give a big hello to our two. Right. What's up, Rob? And Rachel, our two faithful listeners. Yes. And um, what y'all, I don't think she's going to do a library, but my advisor. Oh, and, <laughs> I don't know what her research, researchers? Research, yeah. <laughs> production, well, they're not production, yeah. but they, they like to think of themselves as producers in they some are, shape or fashion. Yes. Rosalind Wilk is my producer. <laughs> So thank you again for listening. We appreciate it. Yes, thank you for all that you do, little sister. And um, speaking of little sister, this is one that she gave me about Senator Lindsey Graham, who you guys probably not figured out. I think he's bipolar now. You know what? Because I hadn't thought about that. I think he's bipolar now because he has gone on for 10. You know, sometimes he is trying to, you know, stop 45 in his tracks from doing stupid stuff. And then sometimes he's right on board with it. But the new thing, so I've gotten used to that. So that doesn't bother me, but this kind of hacks me off is because now with all the stuff that's going on and how busy Lindsey Graham proclaims to be is all the stuff that they trying to do in Congress and can't get done nothing done. He had the time, took the time to write a letter to the FBI director director um, to ask him for a written briefing of the arrest of Roger Stone because apparently it. They couldn't stomach, he and his other white cohorts could not stomach seeing a white man arrested with all the publicity, the cameras, his house being invaded by the feds, and that kind of thing. That happens in our neighborhood. We call it Tuesday. (laughs) And so the fact that it's happening to the white people in under this, falling under this investigation, the Mueller investigation, they can't take it. So they're trying to see how they can streamline some of the FBI's tactics, which he found perfectly fine when the police officer in Charleston shot the um, black man that was running away from him in the back. He was okay with that. The most he could say to that is our thoughts and prayers are with the families. Yeah. But this, he pulling out, he doing a, having an expose done. So. Okay and Roger Stone was fine. He was going out holding the hands up like he was running for election in his in his pimp, pimp daddy suit and sunglasses. He he, he is a sharp dresser. Yeah. I have to say that. I have to say he, that. He well, must have a black tailor. He must. Yeah. He yeah. must. He got some kind of some influence in him. You know, he does, anyway. he does not wear bright colors, but he does do some. He's stripes. flashy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's flashy. flashy. He's very flashy. He's flashy, but they just could not take. The fact the white man, you know, had to be, and then they didn't even rough him up. He wasn't beaten, you know. He wasn't threatened. They were very. He said that they were very not, you know, respectful and nice. And Mr. Stone, this that. He even said that, so he wasn't upset. But Lindsey Graham has got his um, panties in a bunch behind this. So anyway, just had to, you know, send a strongly worded email to Lindsey Graham. (laughs) Yeah, because some of the stuff. You know, most of it I let slide, but this one I just could not abide by. All right. We're going to move on. Tracy done got all upset. Let me, yep. let me my, bam it down. I know my nerves bad. Okay, so we're moving on to B. Smith. If you're mm-hmm. not familiar with B. Smith, B. Smith is um, a restaurant owner. She has several cookbooks out. Um, at one time, she was 
um, often compared to like the black version of Martha Stewart. Right. In style. In style would be Smith mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and so now she has she has Alzheimer's. She's had it for a number of years. Um, and her husband Dan Gatsby has been her her primary caretaker. And she's at a point where um, they are fully responsible for taking care of her in every aspect. But what's what has made the news is the fact that he has taken in a girlfriend. Now he live in living girlfriend. He is still legally married. That is still legally his wife. Okay, and I'm just mm-hmm. gonna throw in that. Go ahead, say it. That she say it. She's white. Mm-hmm. And so he's gotten some backlash about that. And so Tracy and I were going back and forth, and I just think he there he's gonna be. There's gonna be an interview aired on Doctor. Oz. And one of the things that was said was, you know, he's still living and he still wants to have a life. And I kind of get that. I do. But I think that it is disrespectful. Yes, It is really disrespectful for you to take in some other woman in your wife's home. Mm -hmm. Now, if you discreetly want to see your outside the home Mm -hmm. or, you know, you make some other kind of arrangements, but to bring this woman into your wife's house. Yes. To live Mm -hmm. and help take care of her. It's just a little odd. It's creepy. Yes, it's very creepy. And I imagine I don't see too many black women agreeing to that. Mm -hmm. I don't think too many white men would be down with that. No, they will. Clearly, it's not a problem. It's clearly not a problem. But I can see myself going, "Mm, Mm -hmm. no. I'll just meet you at the restaurant. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, B. Smith will haunt him until the day he dies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, you got to be careful what you do yeah. when you're living. Yeah, I was telling Jamisa they had a picture of her and that girlfriend, and she had a cup of coffee. I told Jamisa, I said, one day she's going to get the same moment and throw that coffee in that chick's face. <laughs> oh, what are you? <laughs> yeah. You got to go. Yes. But anyway. Yeah, so that was a little gossip one about that. And then going to another one that Roslyn pointed out to me. Um, there was a uh, Chuck Todd did talk, talked about 45's alternate universe. Now, you know, Jabez and I are trying to get away from talking about 45 all the time because he could literally dominate everybody's conversation in the country all day, every day on a 24 hour cycle. But so this one is really, really nuts. And the thing that makes me want to bring it up is because Chuck Todd is a journalist. And he is actually saying it because before they would skirt around, they wouldn't call them lies. They would say, you know, misrepresentations, un, you know, um, not factual, stuff like that. But yeah. this time, Chuck is straight up calling them crazy. So Chuck, because Moore, he is. He, yes, but he, they're actually saying it now. So I think finally, finally, they're starting to get maybe just a tad bit fed up. But anyway, so what <laughs> Chuck Todd wanted to explain to us is that to. I think it was today yeah. that um, 45 had a con- news conference mm-hmm. where he was telling the reporters that the wall is not only being built, but it's almost done. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. He told him that. He said that he had the money for it and he it was given to him by con- Congress had voted on it and that the Democrats and on some underground route, gave him the money, approved it, and funded the wall project. And so 
Chuck had to point out in the alternate universe, he said, well, so if this is all is true, all well and good. However, we just had a 45-day government shutdown for, because the gov- because Congress would not fund same-set wall that you just said is almost finished. Yeah. Yes, and then they are currently having negotiations okay. to fund a wall that you said is fully funded and, and almost, almost finished. finished. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then thinking if it doesn't get, if the negotiations don't go well, he's even threatened another shutdown for funding for a wall that clearly he's gotten and is almost finished. Well, not just a shutdown, he's also just, um, oh, a state of emergency. A state of emergency. Yeah. Because yes, the shutdown didn't work. Yes. The shutdown didn't, the shutdown didn't work. work, so he's gonna he's prepared to do a state of emergency that he really doesn't need because he already has the funding for the wall that's being built as we speak and is almost done. So. Well, the crazy thing about it, if he declares a state of emergency when there really is a state of emergency, yeah. what do you do? What do you do? Exactly. You know, heaven forbid, you know, mm-hmm. of course, California's getting wet and there'll be yep. some mudslides. Yep. You had the cold going on mm-hmm. in um, the Midwest. In the Midwest. And, you know, when the summer comes around, the hurricanes start blowing through. The hurricanes, well, the, the flooding right. from the snow. So mm-hmm. when you do have a real emergency, you've expended all your, your, um, your funds mm-hmm. and resources. For a non-emergency. For a non-emergency. You yes. know, because you want this wall. but Because he promised this wall. But oh, there's another part to what I was saying. I said, I kind of get where he's going with this because there's a, a faction of folks in our country that believe every word out of this liar's mouth. And so when it's time for them to roll a crazy butts to the poll, the polls in 2020, they're going to go there with the mindset that the, that wall. the wall is up. Just as promised. Yeah. Ain't none of them going to want Tuesday down to make us go to, to see said wall. No. They won't. <laughs> to see if it's up. But they'll believe it just because he said it. And so that must be why he's saying stuff like that. Because he is just trying to keep his base off his back. Because they're getting mad at him now because he hadn't gotten this wall up and running and funded like he promised. And they also chanted at his rallies. What are we going to do? Build a wall. Who's going to pay for it? Mexico. And we don't have time to go into the Mexico part, y'all. But anyway. So. He needs to say Mexico's not paying for a wall. Yes, Mexico. Yeah. The, Mexican, the president's like, you know what? I ain't even talking about it. It's a non-issue. It's not, they're not even paying for a wall. <laughs> Mexico's yeah. someone, we ain't paying for a wall. I don't even know why. And you know that. it. Yes, yeah. you know it. He knows it. Yeah, anyway. for the base. They believe that Mexico's yes. paying for a wall. Exactly. And so that's why he's saying it for, for the base. In pesos. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> All right. And the last thing I want to talk about is we as black folks have never been number one. Okay. We've been mm-hmm. number one in like crime. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe health more issues, health issues, mm-hmm. mortality, mortality rates of, of children. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been number one, you know, having diabetes. Right. Um, high well, not cholesterol so much. Yeah. Uneducated. Uh, education, yeah. So the thing, and then, and now we get to be first again. Yes. Why the first male Super Bowl cheerleaders are black? Really? Really? Two black male Mm -hmm. Super Bowl cheerleaders. I don't know what else to say, Tracy. What else is that you say? No, I mean, happy for them, nothing against them personally, but the fact that that is newsworthy. Okay, it's, a, it's newsworthy, but is it just me or is this like trying to emasculate the black male? I don't know. 
Well, yeah, I think so. Are, are we trying to? Are we trying to contrast? Well, we are trying to do it. Are, are they <laughs> contrasting the, the big burly black man mm-hmm. to the one on the yeah, sidelines? The one line? on the sidelines going, "Go team!" I don't know. I, are I we assuming know. that they're gay? I, I don't mean I don't to be know. insulting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I just I was like, really? I'm like, this is our yeah yeah. You you could mm-hmm. they could not find a white man. This one I wonder they could not find any other white. They really. No, maybe you just didn't go to tryouts. You didn't know about the tryouts. I'm not sure. Uh, okay. So anyway, I, I just want to add, I am a little upset that they're in a deep, dirty South and they don't have no deep, dirty South rappers. <laughs> I'm just saying not that I'm big, a big one, but like somebody. Yeah. And then, and I get it. You know, was it Collins still ain't got a job? No. He ain't going to work for the NFL ever no, again. he's not, but I think he'll be okay. Yeah, I it's think he'll be okay. Of, yeah, the principal of but that's that's you know mm-hmm. that was his desire. Mm-hmm. You know that's what he wanted to do. And it's yeah, a shame. It's a shame that he didn't couldn't do it because he was trying to stand up for the injustice of his people. So yeah, I didn't know he was black. Yeah, he didn't. I didn't know. I didn't know that he knew he was black. Oh so, yeah, you know what? I didn't either at first. Yeah, yeah. and you know what? Maybe he didn't. Maybe it's something that he just no. He no, always knew. Right. He, he always he pledged he's a Catholic. Yeah, that's right. So, so he knew. He I, I don't know. Maybe he was like, I don't know. Like he need to talk about it. Maybe he saw something that spurred him to say, you know what? I got to do something. Yeah. I don't know, whatever it was, I, we applaud your efforts. Oh, we and sorry that it cost you your career and what you love to do. So, But anyway, so we... Um, the power. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, moving on to... Um, I see we're doing the, the almanac thing. Every month, so this was February. Oh, February! It's a month of love. Yes, it is a month of love. February comes from the Latin word "februa," which means to cleanse. I like it. The month was named after the Roman februalia, which was a month-long festival of purification and atonement. Yes, and another thing about February, you know, tomorrow is Groundhog's Day, and Punks the Tawny Phil. If I'm saying that right. Will get up, and if he sees his shadow, then there will be six more weeks of winter. And if he doesn't, then spring is right around the corner, which to me it seems a little backwards. But that's the you know they the pay that is. you know they pay him right. Uh, uh Tony, he on, yeah. on payroll. They pay him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> you see, that's how we get started. Because you know I was gonna go tell somebody. That. They saw him some extra little nuts or something. <laughs> we'll give you some extra nuts. Go ahead and give us six more. Act like you see the shadow. Yeah, we're going to slide it under the table. <laughs> about, I ain't coming out. It's cold. Clearly, it's going to be six more weeks of winter. Well, I got to tell y'all that. And it's so funny. That's the whole ceremony, and yes, people stand around with top, top with top, top hands and long tails and stuff. So it's crazy, but it's funny. He goes like this. So I really big. and then he's out there for what? He get up and he looks around and down he goes. <laughs> I said all this pomp and circumstances for maybe three seconds at best. At best. At best. At best. So, Only in America. All right, well, happy Groundhog. Yay! Yeah. And then we're gonna end with. Oh. Today it is be an advocate for peace 
and harmony. Peace and harmony? Peace and harmony. I like that. an advocate for peace and harmony. All right. Until next time, thank you all for listening. Have, Have a great, great day. Weekend. Oh, weekend. <laughs> Have a great weekend. Okay, let's try to do it together. Ready? Have a great, Have a great weekend. weekend. Bye. <laughs>